welcome into the Sports Buffoons Podcast. Oh, let's get it going out there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the world. Welcome on in back again, once again, to the Sports Buffoon Studios here out of Lenexa, Kansas. After a quick two-week hiatus, we are back in the saddle again. So what's up, fellas? We got Tanner Dawson to my right, Jason G to my left, and a whole new uh, setup. A little setup, yeah. A little easier for me to clean up and begin, so. True that. We can watch some dirty movies in the background a little easier this way, and so Tanner can get his work done that way. So, I mean, whatever you're into in your free time, man, now you can do it in a (laughs) more simplified fashion, Tanner. So It'll look better. We appreciate it. And we got a nice little fan over here. Good to have a fan join us every once in a while. If only it was on. Um, but yeah, uh, how you guys doing? <laughs> feel great, man. Feel great. Had drank a little bit too much last night, but <laughs> this this late in the evening, I'm happy to say that I'm fully recovered. Fully recovered after. I mean, it's been uh, 24 hours or so since you last yeah. had a drink. Yeah, I'm fully Something recovered. Something like that. So, One of my little binge day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tanner, about you? You're finally sipping on something. You you were out last week, so what was going on? Uh, last week, went down to Wichita and you know blew up uh, 60 artillery shells and 25 cakes. Uh, that was a blast there. Um, but you know, I, I decided I, I haven't drank on the show in a while. Uh, probably about three or four shows, to be honest with you. So I figured, hey, let's have a beer, new setup. You know, kind of a new reset in a way for us, mm-hmm. and just getting ready to begin in football. So that's what's funny, Tanner. So. I'm going to go uh, August of no drinking on the show or drinking in general, really. Uh, but um, for some reason, like, it seems like whenever I stop drinking, you just start drinking more. But yet whenever <laughs> I'm drinking more, you don't drink at all. This doesn't make any sense. Well, I, I drank during I just didn't drink on the show. That's all. Oh, I just, oh, I just okay. drink on a Wednesday. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Because that's because you were so hungover from the weekend. Nah, so well, shame, shame. yeah, actually, there's some shame, days, man. Shame, shame. Some days. That's all right, man. We all have our sins. We do. I mean, there, there's some places out there that probably do a lot more sinning than we do, of course. Oh, yeah. We'll save that for the topics of the show. Also, uh, we're going to talk. What? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, also, guys, it's July, and we're going to hit on some fantasy football for a few minutes today, as well as a little bit of Chiefs, and then at the back end of the show, talk some NBA free agency. Um, but, yeah, Tanner, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to ask you guys here before we kick off our, our uh, tentative subjects here, but D-Hop. D-Hop went from plus 500 to minus 300 signing with the titans today possibly there do you guys believe in this titan signing or are we no. just saying that this is some big deal kind of like the draft was when scoot went from plus 200 to minus 500 uh, to be um, number two pick i'm not taking the bait you're not taking the and bait? it's too early um i think whenever he does sign it'll be probably a week or two from now still and I think the Titans are also, and I, he knows it in the back of his mind. That's the wrong choice. Well, he knows the Patriots. So do you think he ends up with still one of those guys? No, I don't think he goes the Patriots or the Titans because I think uh, what's going on here is he's in this holding pattern waiting for a team he actually cares for to give him an offer he actually could take into consideration. And they might not do it, but I think if he really wanted to go to one of these two teams he interviewed with, he'd have already done it. So to me, I think it's it's BS. Do not put your money yeah, on. I, I heard a big lucrative offer was set to him. That's why. I'm, that's why I ask. I'm sure it was, but I'm, I'm also going to say D Hop's going to sit back still and continue to wait. I, I see both sides of it because if you're the Titans, why would you do the deal? Because you're not going to win anything anyway. But I also see the other side of it is like you got your new quarterback in there. You don't want him to play like dog shit in his first year. So are you talking about Will Lovis? Yeah, why not give him a, right now, a, a decent quarterback? All the reports are Will Lewis is getting beat by Willis right now. 
Yeah, that's it is not way. looking pretty right now. It, it doesn't matter, not though. E- either way, whoever the starter is, you want to get him a decent wide receiver in there so they don't play like ass the whole season. So but he's gonna. So here's the thing. It's going to go against everything Hopkins talked about, though, because he talked about wanting to have, you know, I think a decent mm-hmm. quarterback is important to him. Um, he wants to have a great pass rush. I think, you know, he talked about, like, his top five things he wants in a new team. And I don't think the Titans fit most of those things. They don't. They don't. But it's like we say on every other topic on this show. There's always a price for everyone. Sure. And if they they put the right price on it, I think D Hop would do it. But I'm with you, Mike. I'm I'm not buying those odds by any stretch of the imagination. I think we got a long way to go. So I, I got one more question I want to ask you guys because I wanted more input than just what I get on the Let's Talk Sports Show. One of my co-hosts, Sam, he's a Titans fan. Uh, he has been stating for the last month and a half that if D Hop goes to a team such as the Titans, such as the Patriots, such as the Chiefs, this guy is not wide receiver one material anymore he's on the wrong side of 30 and he's no longer the threat that he once was at wide receiver one what's your thoughts yeah i mean given the circumstance i mean he, i think his potential to still be that productive you, but you realized in seven games or like 10 games he had 700 yards after coming yeah. back right yeah, he was really on good. pace for 1200 yards yeah that's really good i know oh, I'm, I'm very aware <laughs> okay I'm, I'm not of any kind of a, of a mode where i'm saying he's washed up by any means I still think he's got at least two more really, really good years left in him where he's a WR1. Um, so to me, I mean, it's, but he's also wasting his time when you go to a, a team that's going to be in that position. Correct, yeah. Um, it's not going to make any sense. I mean, yeah, they might throw him a lot of money, but he himself, for the, his legacy, if he cares about that, it's not the right spot to be in. I, yeah, I, no, I mean, number one, the fact that he got suspended means that he has less mileage for a normal 31-year-old. And number two... You can't treat him like he's a running back. We all know that running backs, when they hit 31, 32, most of them get washed. It's a completely different position. He's not banged up like a running back would be at this age. So I firmly believe he's got plenty left in the tank, no matter where he plays. I agree. I, I believe this is a thousand plus yard receiver, despite wherever he may may enter. Yeah, but here's the thing, you know, you talk about leaving stuff in the tank, but also you could have a really great car sit there and not get used properly and all of a sudden you're going to have old fuel left in there that never gets used and now all of a sudden it's, it's not worth anything anymore because it's just going to sit around and age and all of a sudden now you're not getting the right production you could have gotten out but, of well that's kind of like the deshaun watson argument yeah. we all think that at his position that he plays sitting around is not a good thing i feel like wide receiver is more like riding a bike well it's you're just never like, going to yeah. forget how it's to just play like that Dalvin position. Cook stated uh, a couple you know a week ago like he's not signing with the he's like if I, the I don't like the Dolphins offer if I can't get on the Jets I'm just gonna wait till there's an injury in middle middle of the season and go play for that team so and a Which if if you're a running back that's not a bad move because it's not horrible especially a guy year, like him a year you know end of the year while you're still fully healthy then that could actually help down the stretch of a season uh-huh. I think Hopkins needs to be integrated right away into a system yes. whoever that may be. Um, I mean, but, but we saw what I, he was with Colt McCoy and whoever the heck the other quarterback was. Uh, so like, yeah. like without yeah. Kyler Murray, he was still at 700 plus yards, which is stupid. Yeah, no, and he, he's, <laughs> he was, he's been used to working with pretty poor quarterbacks over the years. It was, it was yeah. career, other than the time with Watson, of course, Murray um, and Watson but, were to be your top two. Yeah. Him. Otherwise he's had a bunch of <laughs> come through there. So, I mean, I, I just think a guy like that could have two elite seasons going to a proper team. That includes, you know, teams that have interest in him, like the Bills or the Chiefs. Yep. And uh, he's going to waste his career away uh, saying, what if? Yeah, the money might be nice. I get that. But he's going to say, what if, if he'd gone, won a ring? 
because that's mm-hmm. what we're doing here in Kansas City. Yep. And that's I what agree. he's not going to do anywhere else right now. So <laughs> right. that is that is the goddamn truth, guys. <laughs> Plus, right. if he did, if he just did like a one-year prove-it deal with the Chiefs, I mean, how much more money would he get on, on the next deal? He could kind of do like what Juju Smith-Schuster did, except he'd get a much bigger contract because he's a better wide receiver. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. I just don't think he's he's in the mode for a one-year deal. I think he's wanting something that's going to secure him a little bit more than that is all. Um, so, guys, uh, other let's before we get to Northwestern, let's talk about what we're sipping on. JG's uh, got a little drink over there. Uh, I just take take whatever the bartender over here gives me. So some I, spiced I rum, some baby. Sort of spiced rum, which I hate, spiced but rum. it gets the job done. And, uh, Tanner, you're you got some. I get the Avery. What is that? The, whatever Avery you it's bought a, me. It's a tweaker. It's the a tweaker. Tweak. Yeah. Oh yeah, the tweaker. That's good. That's what it is. Very nice. Uh, I got a I got a tiny bit of uh, what was it? Maker's Mark? Is that what it was? Yeah. That's what I'm. Oh, Maker's on Mark. Here. Yeah. Okay. I think so, so that's what I'm working on over here. Um, but guys, we have four main topics to get to today. So first and foremost, we had a buddy of ours, of course, Mister AC Regeer. Uh, wanted to know a little bit of our thoughts on the Northwestern hazing situation out there. And um, I honestly have not spent a lot of time looking into it. I mean, I guess it's it's the offseason of all sports today, right? Mm-hmm. Technically, Tanner, it's, Technically. it's one of the days of the year where there's literally nothing going on. In the there's, world. <clears throat> you have Summer League to bet on and you have WNBA. That is your two spots. But apparently, <laughs> <laughs> have fun with that. Maybe you get some bonuses on there. There's something. Right. <laughs> Apparently with the Northwestern situation, though, um, there has been some uh, sexual mis- misconduct, some hazing rituals that have gone on over the years at Northwestern. Some things, you know, de- deemed to be inappropriate and, uh, you know, made a lot of the freshmen, the, the younger well, guys feel uncomfortable. So this is partially since 2007, right? Since the Northwestern player did come out since 07. Say so it's it. been going on a while. So it's been going on a while. Now, it sounds like it's most likely this is escalated over time. But as we know, in today's world, everything's more fragile than it was a lot of snowflakes 15 years out there, ago, right? A lot of so, snowflakes. A lot more fragile. Now, there was some stuff in here, such as this one. The hazing took place center. Uh, this is on SB Nation, by the way. Uh, the hazing took place center around a phrase called running, where according to the former player, a student athlete made, that made a mistake in practice would be restrained by a group of 8 to 10 upperclassmen dressed in various purge-like masks would then begin dry humping the victim in a dark locker room. That's a little overboard in my mind. Yeah, I mean it's like it's not. Let's ideal. be real. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's what are ideal. we doing? Well, I, I think so. That's just one of the many instances, and I think part of the issue right now we're dealing with is that the coach of the team supposedly had knowledge of this, according to some reports. According to some reports, you know, yeah. knowledge of this, and maybe even encouraged it at times. Um, you know, whenever he felt like a certain. Uh, player of the team maybe deserved it after like a really really you know bad game or whatever the hell may, may be um i don't know the full details i wasn't there we were all weren't there but at some point someone got fired right tanner pats Fitzgerald ended up getting fired by the way like for this program to have this come out at this time for them what what a horrendous time for them this is a team that's up and coming program right now in college football they had a great season last year being competitive and now who knows what's going to happen with all this stuff here? The chanter portal is going on. Like this team could be devastated uh, by this with a bunch of players gone too. Sure, it, might, it could leave a mark for sure. It might hurt a little bit. It probably um, will. So I was reading through some of the things that they used to do though. There was one called the car wash, 
It's where the first player yeah. said that some players would stand naked at the entrance to the showers and spin around, forcing those entering the showers to basically rub up against another bare naked man. So imagine yourself, Jason, if you're sitting there at the entrance <laughs> and you're just twirling, twirling like this in a circle. Basically, it's like a helicopter, but you're instead of doing like the swirl, you're going to do the full 360 turn and mm. uh, give whoever's walking in a car wash with your penis. Um, yeah, I'm is not, that something I'm not, you'd be into? I'm not into that. I'm not really down with that, actually. <laughs> Supposedly, that's a thing that we might have went on at least once a year. Once a year, so bad. Dude. Yeah, did it a car wash. I'm sure it's a big surprise to everyone that the JG is not down with that, as well as I'm also not down with the dry humping. Uh, I'm not, that, I'm not good with that in well, a dark room with Persian mask. Good. Okay, yeah, now, maybe if the lights were on, I might have a different opinion. Here's the thing, <laughs> but not with the lights off. Hell no, the lights on and no mask. I think you'd be into that, but <laughs> that's, no mask. That's, okay, but that's, that's just good. from my experience being around you. Well, we good. know that Aaron Rodgers would be into it with no mask, right? But you in a dark that. room, he likes the dark room. He, he also likes the dark room, so that's but, he'd be good for that. So, I'm, I'm not down. With so that what shit. what does this mean, guys? For pos- I mean, we just had a couple of students come out, right? Former student and a student come out here uh, on this hazing ritual, and we all know what's. This today's age, again, going back to today's age compared to what it was 10, 15 mm-hmm. years ago, somebody comes out and does something and they say something to, you know, announce it, it starts spreading like a wildfire. Are we going to start seeing some of these big programs that might have this issue as well? Alabama, Oklahoma, oh, could we see in the UCLA, the USC? Could we be seeing some big scandals pop up now because of this, because Northwestern's coming out? Well, Alabama's already had their scandals. My my big thing with is, like, why is everybody questioning the fact that allegedly Northwestern waited too long to fire the coach? There's no evidence that the guy knew anything about it. And it's just like, really? You don't want to wait until there's a little bit of an investigation before you fire the coach? So I understand that he's in charge of the program. And most definitely, he's got to be fired, whether he's responsible for it or not. You have to fire him. But I, I don't quite understand when people say things like, why did you wait so long? Well, so, the, the people that say things like that don't have a clue about the situation. They have no part yeah. in the investigation. All they know how to do with their lives is just call for somebody's head. So according to the player, SB Nation again, according to the player that came to the Daily, Fitzgerald would repeatedly make the gesture specifically towards freshmen this was seen as deliberate encouragement to continue hazing so there was a hazing gesture towards the freshmen at the time see this this just reminds me a little bit on a, on a lesser scale of a joe pa from penn state where i i fully feel like you know we, he he knew about the situations going on there with sandusky the entire time i don't care what anyone wants to Correct. say yeah i don't care how much tom Bahali wants to back up joe pa he knew about it the entire time um this situation i mean if you're you've been a coach around the, for how long now tanner has he been a part of the program uh, see if it was what was it oh seven was the come o- original out so this thing's been going on since before uh he was a coach so oh, it's been a part God. of the program uh yeah. 2006 so oh six okay yeah oh never mind that excuse me so but he was a linebackers coach from oh one to oh five Took over in 06 after head coach Randy Walker passed away suddenly. Mm-hmm. And so so basically, he's been with the program since 01, right. head coach since 06. Okay. So he's been a part of it since the allegations apparently were supposedly began, right? Correct. So he's been a part of that whole thing. So, I mean, yeah, to me, in a lot of ways, it does look like a Joe Pa situation where, yeah, he, he knew about it the entire time. But 
You know, what, what are you going to do? I mean, it's, it's to me, I thought about this in my own personal life, you know, with the hazing thing. And I feel like a lot of this happens more frequently than people realize, yeah. especially in, in male sports. I'm not sure about female sports. I can't speak to that. But in male sports, at some point, everyone is goofing around, being assholes to each other. And sometimes they turn weird. Uh, I had, I've i never had and, it taken this far on my side. I, I told you a little bit off the air, but, you know, in my high school, we had a thing that I think they, they called it the the hog or something like that. But you would you would open up the locker room door and there would be a guy with his pants down, bent over with his ball sack oh, and penis geez. sticking out the other way towards yeah, you. Told us that. And that was that was called the hog. But it was like supposed to like, I don't know, we're, we're supposed to just see the balls and ass yeah, and just like close the door or like you come up and like, you know, fondle him. I don't know. But they thought it was funny <laughs> for you to stare at his backside of his ball sack. You know, th- this happened all the time. I'm sure many, many, many guys that have that grew sure. up in the 80s in the nineties and high school experienced something similar to that. And in some kind of way, I mean, yeah. Is it cool? No, it's not cool. It's not cool. It's, it's stupid. It's immature. Um, but I think we all went through some form of that, but, but we're, I mean, at this age, a lot of guys are immature. Like when you're a yeah, sports player, you're, you're immature at this age. And and do you guys have anything? I, I had a <clears throat> top 10 list for myself. I'm not going to say all 10, but a top 10 list of the greatest NFL hazing rituals. Um, that just, we know about. I just want to hear about. It. I don't have anything for you guys on that. I want to hear right. about it. Here's my number number ten. Just kick it off. Joe Montana used to throw rookies' bikes into trees um, be, before practice. So basically, Joe Montana would uh, would basically you know you drive your or ride your bike down to the practice field mm-hmm. before practice and all that, and he would take their bikes and throw them, chuck them into trees, so that way they either had to walk down or they had to you know uncover them from the tree limbs to get their bikes out. And uh, that was just his way of like being an asshole, apparently, That's to the rookies. Weird. Like, I was just yeah. like, just wanted to be a big butthole, I guess, to the rookies. And, um, how did he know. get him up there? Did he climb a ladder with one by with the bike in one I, hand and grab the ladder with I, the other hand? I assume he would take the bikes and literally just swing around and chuck them. Yeah, he, oh. he, he probably just chuck them. Go. I mean, like okay. that guy in his shape you at the time. I mean, yeah, it's, it's true, supreme like, athlete of that era. So, I mean, like, those quarterbacks weren't just skinny ass runs, right? Those quarterbacks yeah, were sure you, they had to put a little muscle on them. Basically, just making it to where the rookies had to either walk down or, you know, retrieve their bike from the trees if they wanted to ride down to the practice field. Uh, next one. This is kind of funny, guys. Uh, you guys can tell me if I'm wrong or if I'm a big butthole myself. But Trendon Holiday. You guys are familiar with Trendon Holiday? The, yeah, I've heard this before. The very, very short five foot five kick returner that spent a few years with the Denver Broncos. He's about 170 pounds. So apparently one year at practice. So the uh, Houston Texans are who he was originally with, I believe. Um they actually gifted him a little pink tricycle to ride around uh, training camp. So he could, he was not allowed to use a regular bicycle. He had to use a little pink tricycle, like a little girl's tricycle to get around on campus uh, during that time period. So that was, that's a good one. The uh, Houston Texans hazing of trend and holiday. Um, we all know about Tim Tebow yep. and him getting the fryer tuck. Um, you know, they made him basically shave his head or give him the whole horseshoe deal. Remember that Tanner? Yep, I remember So that, that was that old one um let's see there was one john beeson had the same thing happen to him as Dwayne bow both of them got tied up to a goal post mm-hmm. and then um not waterboarded but basically you had just had a, a the entire bucket of gatorade or water then dumped on your head while you were tied up to the goal post that's not so bad. you know it's not as bad as waterboarding but no, i mean it's hell no it's still uh you know not a, not a comfortable <laughs> situation to be in but you know that's some somewhat harmless deal right there right now Here's another one. Uh, Chris Colmer loses his wheels is the name of this one. 
So he was a, he was a rookie offensive tackle for the Buccaneers who refused to get Mike Allstott a cup of Gatorade at practice. Oh, this was mistake number one, apparently. So Allstott then paid a visit to Colmer's residence later that night and ended up stealing the rims and putting his car up on blocks. When Colmer went out to his car, all he found was directions to the four different locations of where he could find his wheels. So basically, Mike Allstott was a big... What? Big butthole to this guy. By, by the way, did you guys see the recent pictures of Mike Allstott at 50 years old? Yeah, I mean, he's still... Six-pack abs. Yeah, he's wow. in good shape. Freaking beast. Like, at 50, <clears throat> dude. Oh, yeah, he's in good shape. He took a picture of Burt uh, Kershire, so that's why I know. I was like, man, that's um, unbelievable. Throw him in there. Let him play linebacker for somebody. He could do yeah. it, probably. Yeah, like T.O. Basically, you should just get Allstott as Gatorade as well. As <laughs> yeah, get Allstott as Gatorade. Otherwise, he's going to literally... Today, too. Today, as well. He's going to steal your wheels. <laughs> And uh, you're not going to enjoy it. Um, content hilarious. <laughs> our, <laughs> our supposed number one on this list. I'm just going to skip ahead for a minute. But uh, Kevin Haslam for the Jacksonville Jaguars had a rookie hazing where <sighs> they went ahead. They they gave him the old head shave, right? They were going to cut his hair Correct. for him. Correct. Well, what they ended up doing, and I wish we had a picture of this for the people at home, but um, Kevin Haslam, it might be technically an explicit picture. I don't know, but. They they shaved his hair into the shape of a balls and a penis on his entire skull, and so um, let's just say that that's a little cruel. I mean, yeah, I guess you could just shave it all off, you know, and say, okay, I'm just going to shave it all off, go full bald. I don't need to have hair up there that's anyway. A good one, I like that one. But I mean, imagine someone like literally taking your head and like shaving a balls and penis and your your. Uh, I wouldn't mind hair. that. Would it, be, would it be all right? I wouldn't it's like mind having it. a mohawk. Hey, man, all of these are better than the dry humping. Every single thing you've said so far. I, I don't mind any of it. That's what I mean. This is all harmless fun and games. I'm not going to endorse <laughs> any kind of uh, unwanted sexual humping and stuff like that. I mean, I think that's the stuff that's too far. Um, yeah, there you go, Tanner. Tanner's going to find the picture for us. I there think. it is. All so right. He's, I think we'll he's share a, it, guys, real quick. Yeah, real quick. Just, this is the Kevin Haslam rookie hazing picture. Right here for right. us. So, yeah, not fun, but I mean, it's also still harmless. I mean, so weird, dude. Yeah, that's a thing. So, yeah, like I said, guys, all those were pretty harmless hazing rituals. Um, I know much more get, went on many years back. Today's world, um, the Chiefs don't tolerate rookie hazing. And then no. maybe that's why the rookies are so damn good here in Kansas City because. They're treated like veterans. They're expected to act like veterans. They're expected to come in <laughs> and and be at the top of your the game. Six, from the your fifth, sixth, well, seventh rounders all expected and, to play, and they're all playing a high level. And also, it, what veteran in their right mind is going to think, oh, I'm going to pick on the rookie. No, that rookie is going to take your job, bastard. <laughs> so quit, don't, be picking, don't be picking on the rookie. That rookie just took your damn job. So get the hell out of here. You know, so, I mean, these days that stuff doesn't happen. And, you know, obviously – Football is a whole different mindset, and it's, it's a lot of guys being being idiots at times. But yeah. and, and rookies are treated differently. You know, most sports rookies are understood. They're going to take a while. MLB. You know, whenever you're drafted, you're going to be sitting there for a while. You're going to be in the minors for a while. You're pretty much treated pretty equal, I would say, because yeah. everyone with you is equal. You know, everyone's on the same playing field, just trying to hopefully make a squad one day. And then the NBA. You know, it takes time for them to develop as well. Um, it's not going to be a thing where you just plug and play. You're, you don't have very many LeBron James of the world just come right in are, and Carlos. start playing. Yeah, we are, Carlos. So, in the NFL, it's like, yeah, you're part of the boys from the from part of the men from day one who also still want to act like boys from day from day to day. So, so that's your list. You got yeah, that's 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 my list, man. All right. So I want I'm going to go back about let's say 11 years. Damian Lillard, right? 
We're going to talk about him a little bit later. Colonel, let's fill that as, out. Uh, he's wanting to uh, get that deal done so he can go play for the Heat. But Damian Lillard, back in the day when he was a rookie, he had to wear a Hello Kitty pink backpack as a rookie. And another guy, uh, one of the newest members of the Phoenix Suns, Bradley Beal, as a rookie, he had to, in practices, you know, like in the preseason or whatever, had to tie and untie the shoes of Trevor Ariza. Really? So tie and untie. Out of everybody, un- Trevor Ariza? Yeah, Just I'm, one I'm guy. Wondering what's that one about? guy, you have to tie his shoes every practice and then untie them when he's done. Ooh, so every practice, huh? Every practice. Ooh, I don't know how to feel about that one. But that'd, that'd know, get old. Again, those are pretty harmless. But yeah, yeah, I mean, like Dame, it worked out for Dame Lillard. He's a superstar. But, you know, no one's whipping out their dicks and dry humping, right? Exactly. <laughs> so that's what in matters. the dark. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what matters. Let's turn up the lights. That's some, so bad. Let's man. light some. Let's light some candles. Like, let's set the mood for this shit. Like, anyway, the coach got fired. Yeah. Let's get over right. it. But I was, I was, I was just reading. Th- I mean, it just drives me nuts. like, like we've been all been in locker rooms, but like that, like, what are we doing? What are we doing? It yeah. could be like a, yeah. I don't know, could be like a I, demonic ritual or some shit like that. That's what it sounds like with purge masks. So we, we've obviously heard of worse out there. Right, you know yeah. what I mean? so, <laughs> there are I mean, worse. This is not the, the worst thing of all time, but was it worth firing a coach over? I mean, I, like you said, he had to. I think so. If it's, it was, it's, 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 all about, it's all about the optics. It honestly, if you had a guy from 07 coming out to you. We're, we're saying, and there, I guess there's a little bit of evidence that he knew what was going on. But let's say for hypothetically that he had no clue it was going on. Still happened under your watch. Today's age, you're fired. Does yeah. not matter. It don't matter. Does not matter if you had anything to do with it or not, or if you knew about it. It's It happened under your watch. You got to step aside. True that. True that. It is what it is. But anyways, uh, you guys want to talk some fantasy? Fan- Wait, what are we doing? Well, what you fantasy say? football season almost. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 fantasy football season. So you say we're talking. It's, it's July. Fantasy. It's July. We said we were going to wait till July. We weren't on last week, so now we're here this week. Yeah, so you you did tell the viewers we were talking fantasy today. So we are, we are, and as we should. <clears throat> uh, now, now we're just kicking it off a little bit, you guys. Nothing too deep yet. Um, now, I'm I'm personally, I used to be an early guy. I used to start doing drafts in June and early July every goddamn year, and I, I've finally realized that was probably not the uh, best value of my time to be drafting that early, especially when there's injuries to consider and stuff like that. Correct. Things change a lot over the few months um, before the draft, before the actual season begins. Um, and that's when I realized, you know, I should probably wait until late August or early September for all that stuff. But it does not mean you cannot start preparing as early as June or July. And so I just have a few things I'd like to run down real quick. Um, that would be in my uh, top two expect list. Uh, a few bold predictions, uh, if I can put it that way. Um, I'm curious me, about these, Mike. My, my bold predictions these. for the year. I'm going to tell you like five of them, okay? Five bold predictions for the fantasy year. Um, number one, I don't know how bold you guys think this is, but Trevor Lawrence will finish as a top five quarterback statistically this year, meaning he'll be top five in fantasy football. That is my number one bold prediction of the year. So we're talking, you know, I got my little list out here I've been making. So we're talking possibly kicking Hertz, Herbert, Allen, Lamar out. Uh, above Herbert. <clears throat> above Herbert. Hertz. Probably above Allen. Above Allen. Okay. Um, Hertz. I'm not sure about that yet. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow. No, they'll be in there. Rogers. 
No, I, don't, I think Rogers. You got not, those three right. Rogers is out of the top five, barely. Oh, oh, oh. And Rogers out of top five. Oh, uh, 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 Justin Fields. Uh, Fields now. Okay. Who do you have your top? I'm curious. Well, you said at least four <laughs> of them because I'm not. So I'm Mahomes, not, Burrow, I'm not counting Hurts, Hurts, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. There's gonna be one more in there. And probably Deshaun or Lamar or something like that. Could be Lamar. Yeah. So that either way, Trevor Lawrence is in my top five. So plan accordingly with your draft. Next up for me, George Pickens is going to have double digit touchdowns this season. So we saw last year he had 800 yards, over 50 catches, only had four touchdowns, but that was also working with a, a rookie, Kenny Pickett. Um, seeing Kenny Pickett evolve a little bit this year will be interesting. I think he's going to be a good fit for that team. He's not a mm-hmm. bad quarterback. Um, he can make it work. Um, but I think this is a great year where Pickens is going to get full playing time. Uh, Deontay Johnson pisses me off. Uh, Sucks. He, but he's also not a touchdown guy. You know, he doesn't fucking catch touchdowns. Sucks. George Pickens does, and he will. <laughs> so George Pickens is going to be your like 11 touchdown type receiver this year. Draft him and expect him to be at least your WR2 on your roster, if not WR1 not in yeah. some situations. Uh, next one. Do not buy too high on Bijan Robinson in year one. Agree. So agree there. Right now, Bijan Robinson is top five in most drafts, which is way too high to be taking him. I think we're forgetting about the fact that uh, the Atlanta has Tyler Algier, um, who's also a good player. He's going to take some snaps away from him, especially on the ground. Bijan Robinson used to be understood that he is a good player. He's not going to get a full workload that, that deserves to be taken as top five overall i agree in your position meanwhile we're going to sit there and act like nick chubb doesn't exist anymore and he's in the second round in some drafts um that shit is wild to me especially with kareem hunt gone um correct <laughs> I'm, I'm with you and, there dan i'm with you there anyways let's just cool off for a minute on Bajan robinson if you guys want to take him in your rookie leagues or whatever dynasty leagues and take him for that purpose alone i get it um but also you're not going to get great value i think we need to understand that his his role is going to be used sparingly within the offense probably a 12 to 15 touch guy this year but that's not enough to warrant a top five pick which is where he's going um i'll give you guys two more uh so jk dobbins don't give up that's all i'm gonna say do not give up on jk dobbins the guy averages 5.7 yards per carry so far in his career um give him more playing time a better workload stay healthy that's what we're banking on you guys and that guy is going to be a damn good running back you have you have your receiver core now. You got Odell back, uh, Odell coming in, Bateman back. You got Zay Flowers. Uh, you drafted like you yeah. got weapons now. Lamar has his contract. Like Dobbins should be in your top five. If you if he's there in the fifth round, you better be drafting him with every inch of your bone of your body because yeah. that's a guy to draft at five. Absolutely, absolute superstar potential. That's insane. just hasn't panned out mainly due to injury so far. So do not discount him. Do not look at him as an injured bum. He's not. He's 24, He's not. Year, 24 years old, guys. No. Let's yep. not give up yet on J.K. Dobbins. Um, and uh, let's see. I'll skip over one here. But I'm going to say Alexander Madison, his ADP is too high. I'm just going to say that right now. That's um, what I got too, dude. I, I, think, I think Madison's a little overvalued because teams saw the situation with him and Dalvin Cook with the Vikings. I think the player himself is not going to – do as well as what some think. I think despite the volume, which he's probably going to get. He's going to get tons of volume. But, you know, a lot of guys get volume out there. Who who was that turd for the Falcons a couple of years ago? They got a lot of volume, a lot of hype actually going into the year. Uh, Mike Davis? Yeah, Mike, Mike Davis. Mike Davis, yeah. Well, I'm not going to say Madison's that bad. 
but uh, if I'm similar idea between with the volume. I mean, if 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 I'm a guy that's wants a Minnesota running back, I'm going Dwayne McBride in that one, and I'm going late on it because he's going to be there with that 10, 11 turn. So yeah, uh, that'd be the I, guy I'm going. I'm not touching Madison. That's all I'm going to say about it. So. Anyways, that's my little rundown. What? I think I give you like five or six there. So here, I got one for you. I just got one. I'm not gonna give you a bunch right now. I'm still working on some stuff here. I got pretty cool from uh, Mr. Larrison, but uh, the Bears, guys, the Bears have a great schedule. We saw Justin Fields increase his passing attempts through the last year, which was what we needed to see. Who who do you, who do they acquire? DJ Moore. Yeah, DJ, DJ Moore, Moore that's, a, that's a great one. Is a one. It's a number one yeah. receiver. Should be number one yeah. on your roster. Yeah, DJ Moore. He should good. be within your first two rounds. This is a guy that's going to get tons of targets. And with the the schedule that they have coming up, they're going to throw the ball. They're going to throw the ball a ton here. And that questionable on the on the running back situation, too. You know, can Herbert can can he succeed? Uh who else do they get? They they got uh Rashawn Johnson and uh De- Deontay Foreman. Right, so they got three guys that are all questionable at the running back position. I, for, I forgot about the addition of Rashawn Johnson from Rash- Texas. Yeah, Rashawn Johnson's there. So you you that. got you got Justin Fields needing to have to throw the ball for this team here. DJ Moore, he's he's gonna be a target machine. This isn't Allen Robinson. This isn't Clay Chase Claypool. Right, uh, Deon, DJ Moore and uh, uh, oh, damn, who's the other receiver that's always there? Uh, I can't think of his name. They're with the Bears now. Yes, oh, who's no. been there for a while? Who was number one last year? Uh, oh, your guy. Uh, you always were big on Tanner. Yeah, I remember now. I was never as big on him as you were. Though. I know. I can't think of his name. Damn it, dude. I, I know what you're talking about, though. You know who I'm talking about. So, yeah, so uh, like, we're still in off-season mode. Our minds are uh, turn off. Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney. Thank yeah, you. Mooney. Thank you, Darnell yeah. Mooney. Those two guys. You can get Mooney in about the seventh, eighth turn usually. Right now, uh, that's pending, of course, on your draft. But DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney going back to that two spot where he succeeded with Allen Robinson taking all the pressure away from him. I'm loving those two receivers here. Yeah, I like DJ Moore for sure. I, I mean, he's been a good player since day one. Since day one, dealing with, a with crappy, some crappy quarterback, crappy quarterback so play. If Fields can take a little step up in the passing game, then that's going to really help out. Yeah, I mean, Ry- Riley Reef coming in at the offensive tackle position is going to help that Bears. Uh, line tremendously. Is that so. guy still alive? Yeah, it's been around forever. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. Bad. He left. My bad. I was wondering. My bad. He left. My bad. I was wrong. <laughs> I was looking at the wrong like, damn thing. I was like, man, sorry. that guy's still around. Jason. But he, yeah, he is still around. He's somewhere. So, but yeah, that, I mean, it's just my thoughts here on the bear, on the, on the bears. Like, I never drafted a bears receiver outside of Darnell Mooney. And that was like ninth and tenth round. So, like, having DJ Moore there, having Justin Fields who started passing more. Like, I just think that's a Big one to watch for in your drafts, especially if he's still there. Anything else on that one? I mean, I could probably so, keep going. Right, right. To be honest with you. Well, JG, what do you get? I'll go ahead. Say so it. first, say it. First fantasy football topic of the season. Okay, so I'm starting right at the top. Christian McCaffrey okay. is the Anthony Davis of the NFL. If you have the number one overall pick, please just do yourself a favor. Do not draft. Christian McCaffrey, hope, he's going to play. I hope you're not drafting him first. He's going to play 12 or 13 games if you're lucky, okay? I'm not going to waste a number one overall pick. I understand that it's, it's a great offense and on a winning team that wants to run the ball. I get all that shit. I do not trust this guy. And, and most of the time with fantasy football, we don't generally bring in health into the equation so much. But when you have a guy like 
gets injured, it seems like every fucking year. It's kind of like it's kind of like a prove it deal, you know. Like let's let's stay healthy for a while and see what happens. So you need yeah, another so year from uh, Watson. He's banking on the fact he can't or do no, it Watson. two years in McCaffrey. a row. I know. I just think he's due, man. McCaffrey, he's overdue. McCaffrey played the full year with the 49ers and did a good job. Yeah, well, it was great. I mean, Panthers and 49ers, two yeah. different teams. Oh yeah, you know that's what I mean. Is like he did a yeah, good job. He I was just, healthy the whole time. But, so. He's he's basically saying they don't bank on that. It's, two it's years a big a it's a big risk. That's hey, a man, big I'm, risk. I'm a risk taker. I'm I mean, a big risk taker. If y'all want to take risks, that, I'm all for but, it. But, but that's passing that's on. That's not going to be me. That's passing on JJ and and Jamar Chase. Like that's like if you're not taking those two guys, if you're taking Christian ahead of those two guys, no. go reevaluate reevaluate your team, dude. Because it's not good. There's, just there's fucking a, a man. Take Justin Jefferson with the number one over, overall. There, there's pick. a reason why I I went many years ago zero RB. RB0, whatever you guys want to call it, many years ago, is because they're an injury prone position. Take yep. fucking Justin Jefferson. You, you'll be I happy. To, you did. Guys, you I know, like every it, year man. I have I like a top it. two receiving group in, in our fantasy league. Yeah. Every yeah. single year because I don't give a damn about these running backs. And I'm actually a big fan. Like I've heard rumblings of, you know, this is going to be a year where first and second round receivers are going to explode and the running backs aren't going to be that good. I totally disagree with that. I love. All of the running backs in the first and are second you, round. Are you pulling an old JG this year? No. He's no, going to pull old JG this he year? He won't do that. I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> everybody knows, like, we've got the data to back it up. You want to get your running backs early. And I like all of the running backs Please in the first do. and second round. Except Please for, do. Except for the guy at the top. That's the only guy I do not want. Please do take all the running backs. You, you got all the draft picks, so I mean, have at it, man. Yeah, yeah, but I don't if have. You, if, you screw, if you screw this up, then I'm yeah, gonna tell you. But not. I don't have. I don't have multiple picks in the first and second round. Like I, ju I just get my one pick. I'm telling you, if I get running backs, which I probably at least get one. Are you gonna go in six in a row or something like that? I don't. Hey, man, if if McCaffrey drops down and I've got the fifth pick, I'm not taking that asshole. Yeah. Don't do <laughs> not. Do not do in the fifth pick, I don't blame him. Do you guys trust Anthony Davis to be healthy? No, but I trust Christian McCaffrey. Okay, well I'll let. I wouldn't trust him that much. I will gift him to you if he drops down. Am I? I'm at, if I'm at nine or if ten, you're at five, there, I'm taking him. If you're at five and I'm at four, I will gift him to and you. And I don't take running backs happily. until like the fourth round. So like or fifth round, like that's that's I'll I'll take McCaffrey at nine or ten. So. Yeah, I'll be I'll be finding those backups that are about to swoop in and take over McCaffrey's job. That's what I'll be looking for in my in my drafts. Now, Mike, I do got one more. I'm just curious for you because a couple of additions here to the Browns. Okay, Deshaun Watson, full offseason now, getting to actually go from a full offseason to a straight into the regular season that we haven't seen in four years, it seems like. So uh Elijah Moore from the Jets coming in for the receivers and Marquise Goodwin. Do you like Elijah Moore? I, I I love Elijah Moore in this case here. Of going into the situation where they're looking for somebody on the opposite side of Mari Cooper, Donovan People Jones, great slot player. He's not a number two. Elijah Moore shown he can be a number one at times. Do you like Elijah Moore to come into this and be a hot target for uh, uh, Deshaun, or what are you thinking? Yeah, I could see it mainly because he's good at the underneath stuff. I mean, it would make sense for him to be that kind of player. I mean, the like the Browns got rid of Kareem Hunt right yep. now. He's a free, I mean, he could come back, I guess. He's a free agent still. He is still um, free agent. The plan right now is to use Nick Chubb more in the receiving game. But also on that underneath stuff, um, Elijah Moore is going to be involved a lot in that kind of stuff. The quick pivot routes, the quick outs, quick ends, stuff like that. I see him being involved in quite a bit where, you know, Mario Cooper is more your post guy. And Donald Peoples Jones, we've seen him be a deep threat from time to time. He, yeah, um, kind of more of a straight I, line kind of guy. I think your Elijah Moore is – not to have any pun intended about the names, but 
is more of what we're going to see using Sky more with the Chiefs. Correct. A little bit with that underneath stuff. Um, but I think it's going to fit in pretty well. Also more of a veteran. Uh, been around the league longer than Sky Moore, so it's not a fair comparison. Um, but yeah, I like the I like the fit. I don't know the stats in mind necessarily right now, but I mean, I could easily see a guy like that giving you at least sixty-five catches and and you know eight hundred yards or so. I, I agree with that. So, somewhere around maybe that range would be ideal. Yeah, um, that that offense has to click, or Stefanski yeah. is getting fired. Yeah, he's I'm, done. Yeah, right? I'll, I'll fire him. This I'll is a pretty year, show, and you're yeah. gonna fire him probably week seven. I will personally fire his ass. Uh, Newsflash: U.S. Soccer down one zero to Panama. Carlos, you're going to have to inform us here, man. What, what's what's going on in the soccer world and why is U.S. playing? So please please inform us because I have zero idea. I have no idea. So we had another, what was that? Some Facebook user had a old prediction for himself. Oh, uh, that's Carlos. I got, oh, him, Carlos. I got him finally to click the link so he can show himself. So find, After all these years. After all these years, <laughs> right? Uh, my He says, my bold prediction is Washington will beat out the Giants for the playoffs last spot in the NFCs. Both New York teams finish 8-9. and nine. Tampa is a sleeper team. I like Tampa. I will say that right now. I, I think that there's here's what's going to either happen. Either Baker Mayfield figures it all all out all of a sudden and is a consistent, reliable quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over, or he goes the full opposite and he goes thirty for thirty, just like Jameis Winston. Yeah, where he goes good defense. Where so. he goes out there and goes thirty for thirty and throws thirty picks and thirty touchdowns, just like Winston did a few years ago. And then uh, all of a sudden, that's what happened. I don't know. I think Mayfield's better than that, but I think his type of play style fits Mike Evans and Chris Godwin pretty well. So those two guys as fantasy prospects are still going to be very admirable I and agree. targets for most fantasy uh, guys out there. I mean, I took, not a doubt. I think I took Mike Evans in the third uh, this year. Third? So third round. That's mm. It's kind See, of a reach, I, but... I, about five years ago, I would have said, oh, great pick, but... They're, but they're He's getting a little older is all I uh, he is. I'm pretty sure it was the third. I'll have to double check. But like it was it was between a few players. But I liked Mike Evans. I like the opportunity he's going to have in, in Tampa again this year. So. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll see how things unfold. We'll hit on more fantasy, of course, next week. Uh, we'll, tied one we'll start. We'll start going on about some of our other opinions and picks along the way. Um, and I think sometime probably the late late August, we're going to have a mock draft again. Right, Tanner? Uh, is that, is that the plan? I mean, we are might we, as well. are we doing a two parter again, like we want to, or well, what? Oh uh, well, we don't need to do the full twenty whatever rounds. I mean, we can just do a ten round mock draft. Oh, uh, you just want to do ten round people? There. Yeah, nothing, nothing wild. I mean, well, I can tell you right now, if we do a sports buffoons draft, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna make sure you guys are aware that it's a it's not a mock draft. This is oh, a real draft. That's true. You do need to let because us know you guys were very confused oh, we the whole pissed. entire draft. We were pissed. Yeah, you guys drafted shitty. Yeah, because we thought it was all a because draft. all because you thought I was gonna steal all your picks. Well, yeah, we were drafting random guys because we thought you were because I was gonna steal all your picks. Yeah, we're taking guys we didn't like. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. You never told us it was a real draft. I okay. said it before the show. We can go back and watch it. That's why. No. I, that's. Do you really think I would have taken Cam Akers in real life? I mean, right? No, I you wouldn't him, have what done. Was I, the no. second, third round, third pissed. round, Whenever or something you did like that, that. I was pissed. Actually, well, sure you were. I'd be pissed too. So yeah, when I saw that shit, I was, I, was, so I was like, "Well, this is gonna be." I'm shit. pretty sure we finished dead last <laughs> in the league too. God, let's not. Let's next time I have a game plan, Tanner. I was trying to surprise you, and I wanted to spur of the moment thing, and you guys were. Nah, that's too too much. You know, drinking to be able to listen correctly. That's, so. That is not. Uh, how we do this is a quarter. Is this a quarterfinal? Yeah, quarterfinal Gold Cup. U.S. Men's National Soccer Team, the Kung Kaf, 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 Gold Cup. I don't know. Kung Fu Panda? Pretty much, dude. I don't fucking know. All right, guys. So training camp for the Chiefs does start here in about a week, right? 
Yeah, that's we got, right. We got some rookies reporting at least, and then the other veterans will show up a few days after. I believe the rookies um, report the 18th, and right. everybody oh no, 17th, everybody reports 17th. the 18th. So yeah. So I mean it's coming up soon. You guys coming up quick. We're gonna try to get out there here in about two weeks or so. Um, hopefully put together a video that we tried to do last year, and we're gonna try it again this year, see what the hell happens, I guess. Um, but anything come to mind, I mean, before we get rolling around a training camp, because next time we're talking on this same thing. It'll officially be underway. There'll be arrowheads out there at uh, Missouri Western. So uh, for me, I the main thing I'm looking forward to, I guess, when I watch training camp this year is watching the progression of the receiving group because there is a battle within themselves with that regard. I mean, MVS obviously is going to be an integral part of the offense this year as a veteran receiver. Um, I think he's also maxed out in a lot of ways. Uh, but I think that there's the rest of the receivers of this whole team Literally, there you could range them all over the place. We have no idea what their future holds. So I'm looking forward to seeing who can stand out the most, who can break out, who's going to make an impact, who's going to you know showcase themselves in camp themselves before we get to the games. Um, and then also um, for me, I'd like you know one guy that I think we've all forgotten about for a bit was Drew Drew Tranquil, yes. linebacker that came over from Love the Chargers. Um, I think he's a really underrated signing that I think we've all just kind of like we saw it come through the news on Twitter or whatever and was like. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I like that guy. I remember him picking off Mahomes at one time. Um, and then after that, like, we never thought about him again. And I'm telling you right now, he's going to make an impact on this team in a well, lot of different ways. We, we heard the stories, right? What happened, right? <clears throat> the whole reason he came to KC was the front office wanted him. But the most important part was Andy Reid says, let's go Big Red. And that's exactly what he said to Drew. And Drew's like, all right, they want me. Yeah, like somebody he, actually wants me here. He said something along the lines like, you know, like think red, think Super Bowls. Yeah, that's what it was. Think red, think Super Bowls. Yeah. yeah. And um, you know, from then on, it's like but Drew Tranquil came from the Chargers, he, who doesn't win shit. He also said, but, but he also <laughs> said, like, he was like, No other teams really approached me the way the Chiefs did. Right. You know, well, when you pick off Patrick Mahomes the way he did, I mean, <laughs> we're kind of impressed. We're like, hey, you got hey, some moves, man. You did some good, right? Yeah, like you got having some moves. Drew there. Like, here, here's the thing I think that a lot of things that we've been missing. In, in the defensive side of things is that is that secondary of the middle linebacker spot. And that's something Drew can bring to that. We have we have Chanel. We got Bolton, right? We right. we have that too. Coverage. But but he's gonna make we, an impact in coverage. Huge. Like we had Harris. We had uh whatever uh the last few years and he it was trash. Before that it was the Iowa guy, right? And it wasn't good there. So like having Drew Tranquil, having a vet like Drew on the team there behind Chanel, behind mm-hmm. Bolton, be able to fill in the way he is, that's massive for this defense. And that's yeah. already bolstered up this high-powered linebacking core we got. Now, all four guys provide something different to the team. Huge. Yeah, I mean, exactly. We've seen Willie Gay used as a pass rusher. We've seen Nick Bolton primarily used on the run, but also, I mean, he's kind of a versatile linebacker. He's starting to figure it out. Yeah. He can do a lot of different things, but is he great in coverage? Not, I mean... Could be better. It could be some room for improvement. Leo Chanel is, is strictly a run stopping linebacker, and we saw him make some big plays then, late in the games, oh, like late, big games. Of course, yeah. Leo's going to be involved without a doubt this whole season. Mm-hmm. But then Drew Tranquil is your true coverage linebacker that yes. you know is going to be relied upon on third downs. So I think it's it's an amazing fit, and people out there need to be paying attention to the fact that he's going to be involved a lot. Um, yeah, that, and then of course I want to see how the D line goes. I mean, the rotation, you know, how fast can Felix get involved with the starters? Um, and then, of course, uh, the improvement of George Karloftis, because that's going to be very necessary going into this next season. So that's what I want to see uh, in training camp coming up. So, I mean, um, what do you guys have in mind? For me, the eyes, as it is every year, it seems like for the last five years, it's on the defensive line. 
I want to see where we're at. Where is Felix? Where, you know, what's George Carlotto's looking like? Where are we at with uh, Omahil, Charles, right? Oh, from we got 49ers, Charles, right? Yeah. We got to remember this here. I, I want to see, you know, uh, BJ Thompson. What's he look like, right? I, I want to see some of these depth guys, see where they're working in, see the situations they're in when we go to training camp here. And hopefully I get to go a couple times here. So I want to see the situations on this D-line. This is where I'm more fascinated by than uh, the rest of the team. Because I we pass rush is all about everything. Continuing the runs where we got to be. You're missing a Frank Clark this year. There is no veteran presence on the outside, outside of Charles right now. And does Charles bring the same thing Frank Clark is on the outside? I don't know. I don't know yet. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see exactly where we're at. So that's where I'm looking at. The next step would, of course, be the secondary. Brian Cook starting a, a strong safety there. Love to see where he gets worked in, the mix that he gets involved mm-hmm. in. I think this year is going to be huge for him. And Mike Edwards, of course, coming back or co- coming into play from Tampa Bay. That's going to be a blast to see, to see where exactly how he works in, in this offense. So I think he's one of the guys that faked a vaccine, Tanner, whenever the Buccaneers. I don't know. Out. I think so. Yeah, Mark, Mark Edwards was one of those guys, I believe. Maybe, maybe that's why he's on the Chiefs now, right? Fake so, vaccine. But like, it, it's, it's going to be interesting there. Like The defensive side's where I'm more fascinated at. I know a lot of other people will be wanting the offense, but you know, DiCaprio Boodle, Joshua Williams. Does Joshua Williams look any, you know, does he look the same like he did last year in the training camp? We'll have to see. That's the thing, though, is I want to see these guys out there. So my side's the defense, specifically the defensive mm-hmm. line. Yeah. Defense yeah. going to be fun. For me, I think when, when we all go to training camp, I'm just, I'm looking at the rookies. I mean, that's what I'm most interested in watching. Um, and for me, it's it's all about Rasheed Rice. I want to see how big his role that's is going to be in, in year one how he's going to fit into this offense. And then I want to see uh, if Sky Moore in year two is going to take the next step forward for this team. I like that. I like that. Uh, Carlos asked a really good question here, if I can get to it. Do you guys think these other football leagues, the AFL, uh, XFL, ETC, ETC, right, have helped any future players? And I'm going to add on, will they? Um, have they helped any future players like basically guys that have not made it yet? Basically, kind of well, like we looked at NFL Europe. Is that so we, we had guys that played in the A or it was the AFL, XFL that started the spring, yeah, the XFL, XFL, right? USFL, USFL. So we had guys that you know, Dallas Cowboys backup, right? And some other guys that played yeah. in the NFL already this season got to got a chance to showcase their opportunity and everything like that. Um, which is for me, I'm not saying I don't think it's helped any right now, but because of that fact from what we saw this year, I think it will help here. I think we're on the right trajectory. I think this is why some of these leagues are sticking around for another year is because we're starting to see like, hey, good developmental for guys that sit on the bench the whole entire season, right, for 17, 18, 19, 20 games. Yeah. So having seen that, I think it Which, will help. As of right now, I'm going to still say no. But I think we're in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to make a roster, it's not going to hurt you necessarily to be involved in any of these other leagues. Um, I think that the XFL MVP ended up getting a shot, I think, with the team. can't remember who that ended up being. Um, but we've seen that before. I mean, if you guys remember, uh, he hurt me back when the original, <laughs> it was Rod Smart. Ended yep. up playing for the, for the Panthers for a little bit. Um, you know, he got a shot because of the XFL. Um, I don't I don't. It's not going to hurt anybody to be a part of the XFL or USFL, but um, at the same time, I do question how is that going to work out longevity-wise when you're a part of these other leagues and you know you're playing you know ten or twelve games in these other other football leagues. Meanwhile, 
you got to get ready for training camp in the NFL if you are to be picked up by a team. But I mean, you're then putting yourself through basically two seasons in one. That's true. By playing I guess that's all true. these extra games, especially if you're playing like a running back position, um, just stuff like that, I think can take a toll on a body to where you're not as effective once you're with your NFL team. So just with the way that the NFL sport is constructed, I think that could actually be a hindrance. But it also gives you gets your name out there to where you're noticed. Right. So Ben Ben uh, Denucci was who I was talking thinking of for a minute there mm-hmm. for the Sea Dragons. So oh, yeah. But former chief out there, Played Jordan the Jordan Tamu. Yeah. Cowboys. Yeah. Jordan Tamu, who tried out for the Chiefs yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, he he was a number three in the contenders list for MVP this year. Uh, Abram Smith is a running back, and then AJ McCarron, of course, the uh, actual MVP was uh was not aj mccarron who was runner up and we all know he's the guy that can play uh luis perez is your guy for the mvp this year and he is with where is he with now do you remember no i i, I missed where he ended up going to uh, i think someone picked him up though but yeah it's kind of it's kind of a funny i think i think the biggest impact it could make oh is- los angeles rams rams okay I think, so, I think position makes a big impact on that. I, I think so. I, I think and it's similar to what you see in the NFL. As a quarter, as a quarterback, like it can help you. It's true. Without, without a doubt. I mean, you're not taking as many hits. You can go play 30 games if you need to, in most cases. We saw Kurt Warner obviously play in arena football. And look what happened with him. I mean, the guy was a superstar in arena football. Right. Goes to the NFL and lights it up and has the greatest show on turf and has an amazing career. Yeah. Um, so it, these other smaller leagues can absolutely help you. But I also think if you're playing certain positions that take more of a pounding, it's going to be harder for you to get to the next level and then make an impact in that same year. Yeah. He said Lawrence Phillips was one of the biggest names to make it back to the NFL, which is true back in the day. So, and I think that these leagues, they should help you get opportunities, but I don't know if they actually will. And I'm only saying that because, you know, this was long before my time, but there were some decent players that came out of the, the USFL back in the day. Yep. Now, I don't know if they played in the offseason back then. Again, way before like my Lawrence time. Phillips, right? But so, yeah. there there were players back then, and I think you know quarterbacks come to mind first. But I, th- it did help some players back in the day. So I, I, I think I think what their NFL is kind of starting to realize here as we're slowly getting there is gearing up like kind of like the G League, right? G League of the NFL. And then the minor leagues, but, of course. But I wish that it was going on during the NFL season. Correct. And somewhere. That, you, Tanner, that's you, should, missing, you should look that up to see if the USFL ran during the NFL regular season back then. Cause my guess is it did. And that's not what oh. we're doing right now. I don't know. I, I'm afraid the USFL was, was co- worried about competing with TV viewership. Right. You weren't going to, you weren't going to get any, any right. Viewership. And if that's what they're worried about, then no, you're probably not going to well, help. That's the why these other leagues much. play in the spring. You know, that's that way they can get some Fox. They can get on TV here and there. If you're playing during NFL, no one's going to give a damn. Like literally people are watching your product because they're trying to buy time to get to the real thing. I mean, for me personally, I would be more likely to watch nope. it during the NFL season than I would during the right. NBA season. Cause I'm an NBA guy. So it was, it was a spring summer schedule back in 83 to 85. Okay. So at 86 was the only time they went autumn and winter. So the final year of that, before it ceased operations, they did go autumn and winter. Who were the quarterbacks? Do you remember that came out of that? I mean, it's such a long. Uh, time ago, let's see here. Ba, ba, I feel ba, ba, like ba, ba, maybe ba. like Jim Kelly or somebody like that, or no, Steve so, Young. Was so Steve talent Young? level. Yeah, Steve Young was a part yeah of so that. talent level. Three consecutive Heisman Trophy winners signed with the USFL teams directly out of college: Herschel Walker, Doug Flutie, uh, Mike Rozier, Flutie Flakes. Yep, yep. Uh, Reggie White also played for the Damn. USFL. Gary Zimmerman, Jim Kelly, 
Steve Young, of course, like you guys just stated uh, as well. And he played for like three, yeah, three different teams in the USFL. I also think scouting, though, is different back then where guys yes. were under the radar more. For sure. In today's world, the, the football scouts we have in this world now are freaking amazing. Oh, wow. Chiefs uh, three-time Pro Bowler safety Gary Barbaro played the USFL too. Mm. So that was kind of cool. Like it's kind of cool to look back there, but yes, they so they only did one season before they ceased operations in, yeah. in the autumn winter. See, the, this day and age though, you just wouldn't find that many guys in a lower tier program. Like scouting scouting these days is too damn good. And I'm proud to say that, honestly, because I just think it's awesome how football itself has has gotten down to such a science in a lot of ways Correct, to where it's yeah. easy to find guys. And it takes some of the mystery out of it though. Let's be honest. There are guys that come back from the Canadian Football League. There are guys, but it's not all. Well, we, we all right? thought Casey Printers was going to be the next great thing in Kansas hey, City, man. right? Hey, I, number one, baby. Number one. Yeah, yeah. I, he was going to take over Trent. Green's I was job, hoping. I was hoping it. he would come back another year to try out. So, yeah. unfortunately, I don't think it was ever actually actually work out. So. Yeah, he he decided to not come back. So it's pretty. Bad. All right, all right. So Tanner, all right, we got one more topic today, real quick. We. I've uh, missed the NBA free agency, of course. We didn't get to talk about that yet since we've been on a two-week hiatus from this show. Uh, so I wanted to give you guys kind of a floor to discuss some things. I have my own quick opinions, nothing crazy, of course, about the Suns, but uh, I want to hear what you guys' for initial thoughts on the first two weeks of free, uh, NBA free agency. Well, I'm sure you guys are dying to listen to me talk about where James Larden is going to play next. Unfortunately, I don't want to talk about him. Good. He doesn't want to play for the Sixers. <laughs> Fine. Get him the hell out of there. You opted in, so you might be stuck there anyway. So got that out of the way. I do like what the Lakers did um, yep. after making it to the Western Conference Finals. So they kept a lot of their guys. They kept Rui, D'Angelo Russell, re-signed Austin Reeves. Reeves. Uh, also brought in a Torian Prince, who's an okay. excellent three-point shooter. Brought in Gabe Vincent. So they're they're getting more shooters around LeBron James, and it's not it's not rocket science, guys. Like in all of LeBron's championships, that's what they did. You put shooters around him, and that's how you win. Um, I'm pretty bummed that Malik Beasley, though, now is gonna be looking on the outside in of this team, who contributed so much of that of that trade deadline. That's you know? fine, but I, I I'd be willing to give him up as long as I'm bringing in Gabe Vincent. But Austin Reeves was the big one for me. You want another guy that can be a facilitator and also get you buckets when LeBron's not on the court, or even if he is on the court. Right. So um, Cam Reddish, that's fine. That Jackson was just Hayes, kind of, yeah. That was just kind of a whatever Co- couple guys I, I like what they did. I mean, I think when you're in the West, like, and you have LeBron James on your team, you're always going to have a shot. Um, I don't know that that necessarily puts them over the top in terms of being able to beat the Nuggets, but – I just think that people are discounting the fact that the Nuggets lost Bruce Brown. He was much of a bigger piece, much bigger piece than people give him credit for, for that team. And I understand Christian Brown. He was great for them as well. But I think the fact that they lost Bruce Brown and the fact that the Lakers added all these other guys, I think that narrows the gap a little bit. But most importantly, my favorite thing that the Lakers did that they did not extend Anthony Davis. They didn't. Yeah, we like to talk about injured bums on this show. Why in the world would you give this guy an extension? I know he's only like, what, 30, 31 years old, but they're they're keeping their flexibility open for the future, which is very important. And so 
Happy with the Lakers did. Most importantly, they did not you, extend Anthony Davis. Do you think with that non-extension happening with AD, you think it's LeBron's notified somebody in there in the front office like, hey, I'm only going to be here a year, another year or two, right? It's it's looking pretty dead. I don't even think he has to say that. I mean, like LeBron, he's, he's not falling off a cliff, but he's clearly not what he was. So we can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel, if you will, like – the dude is going to be on the decline if he's not already. And so it's, he doesn't need to say anything to the front office. The front office already knows, okay, AD can't really stay healthy and LeBron's going to be gone. He's going to be out of here soon anyway. So we got to start looking well, towards the future. Okay. And also just throw this around here next year. Uh, AD actually does have a player option to stay with the Lakers at 43 mil. So, uh, you know, it's I guess it's up to what this year goes and see how AD feels. So, but they didn't extend. So after this year, he's a free agent. Yes. Or after after this 2025, as long as he does, if he accepts, he stays. If he doesn't accept, he moves on. Yep. So very happy with what the Lakers did. Um, I don't have a problem with Golden State bringing in CP3. I don't know what you guys think about that. They had to get rid of Pool. It's not because. Pool is a bad player. It's because you had that sort of toxic environment in the locker room after what happened between him and Draymond. And so I think Pool is still going to be an amazing player, just not going to happen right now for the Warriors. But I think that if you have yeah. CP3 running that second unit, I think it works for the Warriors and it works for CP3 because a guy like that gets injured all the time. That's the best thing for his career is to come off the bench you can still have him in the closing unit, but you're not going to fall off a cliff when Steph Curry comes off the floor. When you put that second unit out there, there's not going to be this huge drop-off because you're going to have CP3, who's a seasoned veteran, who does not turn the ball over. Uh, he's the Warriors, even during their championship years, were a high turnover team. Very high. CP3 is not, not that guy. He's going to keep things under control especially with that second unit can still be on the floor to close the game if they want him to be out there. But uh, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good, good chemistry. You're still going to have uh, Draymond and clay staff in with that first unit. You'll still have Draymond out there sort of orchestrating the offense on the first unit. And so I think CP three that those guys are not going to butt heads. They're, they're only there to accomplish one thing. And that's to try to win a championship. And CP3 should be more fired up than anybody else on that roster to try to get that I done. I mean, CP3 is going on his what final bombardment here. Like this, I mean, Golden State's his final stop. It has to be his final stop. Depends what's happened this year. Like he could be on his way out. So like this is like he's when he got to Golden State, he should have been super excited. He's like, hey, we got a chance here. We got a chance to make you know get get my get my ring. And we'll be good, and I can retire. And when when he was on Phoenix, I mean, or pretty much all of his teams, he was never in a position to where he could be preserved, correct, through the regular season. So, um, I think it's a great situation. That's very correct. And then the only other thing I wanted to touch on was Damian Lillard. Everybody's wanting to know when this guy is going to get traded to Miami. There are other teams who are interested, but there is only one team on the table, and that's Miami because. The Clippers, not willing to give up Kawhi or Paul George. 76ers are not willing to give up Tyrese Maxey. Celtics, not willing to give up Jalen Brown. So they've taken, even though they show interest or whatever, they've taken themselves off the table. So he is going to go to the Miami 
heat. Uh, it's only, it's only, it's, it's only a matter of if not, you know, when, not if. So it's definitely going to happen. Um, and I'm just getting sick and tired of all these people talking shit on Tyler Hero like he's a bum. Like he got six man of the year in 2022. He averages 20 points a game. Yep. Uh, when he got six man of the year, shoots 40% from three, can create his own shot uh, for his career. He's 38%. And dude, he won six man of the year when he was age 22. A lot of NBA players especially role players don't do shit in their age 22 season. So I wish people would stop talking about Tyler hero. Like he's a bum and that, you know, Miami can't really offer anything. Well, that's the best offer you're going to get. And if you're going to give me Tyler hero and a 2028 20, and a 2030 unprotected pick, and you're going to throw in either Kyle Lowry or Duncan Robinson, if that's the best deal that I'm going to get, and I want to make Dame happy because he's given so much to my franchise over these years. I'm going to fucking do it. Now, again, they, they could play this thing out until the trade deadline if they want. They to. could. But uh, ultimately, that's where he's going to go. Uh, I also think you're going to have to bring in either a third and or a fourth team to try to get these thing, get this thing done. Maybe get some more picks in there. That's what it's going to um, come out to be, right? Yeah, because if you want to get, get rid of Kyle Lowry in particular... You'll have, You're gonna to, bring have to bring in a third or a fourth in. team. Could be a five-team deal. Who knows? It, it could be pretty pretty tremendous here for the NBA there. I think Dame, like Dame's already come out, and he said like he's talked with people outside of Miami. He goes, hey, you don't want an unhappy player there where you're at, and this is that's what I'm going to be. So like he, Miami his is, is his only destination. How they work it, how how Portland gets their return in the end, because they, they come out too. They're like, we want our return as well. Like we're not just going to give you for free. We're not going to give you because, Hey, you gave us, you know, 900 great years. Like we want to return too. So I guess it could be some drama come almost beginning of the season slash trade deadline. Like we could be seeing a lot of drama in this thing. Yeah. And I, I thought it was totally hilarious how Philadelphia wanted to get involved somehow and be like, <laughs> Oh, here you go. I'll, I'll give you, you guys want James Larden? We'll give him up. Yeah. You just give us Dame. They thought it was a good deal. And they were like, fuck you, asshole. Get the no, fuck out of here on. with that shit. They're like, like, I want Tyrese. You would do during the fantasy football season. <laughs> Say, oh, low ball. They used to call oh. me low ball Larry. Low ball Larry. Oh. Tell, him, tell him I'll give up the farm. And yeah, then, that, that then was. You give him James Larden. Yeah, that's what they used to call me. There's 13 players. <laughs> low ball Larry. Well, I mean, James Larden still has value. He has not value. that, not that much value. I mean, he's an right. aging superstar. What that's, James, yeah. James, James Harden, and what six first round picks? Like that's what you're gonna have to put out. And to be it. fair, to be fair, so is Dame Lillard. He's another aging superstar, but they're those guys are playing at two different levels right now. Not above, yeah, he yeah. believes it. Not <clears throat> above either. Exactly. Uh, Carlos Ayer says, if if I'm Knicks, I throw Randall in the mix for that Lillard trade. But here's the thing. Oh, I'll bet you would. Yeah, well, anybody would, I'll right? I'll bet you would. I'll give you Randall for you. Yeah, I'll give you Randall for anybody right now. Mike, you had something to say about this NBA. Oh, not a lot, really. I mean, you guys know I'm a Suns fan, so it's me watching primarily from the lens of whatever the hell the Suns are doing. So uh, I like the Bradley Beal pickup. I didn't know what to think of it at first, but, I mean, we needed a guy like that on the roster. Uh, the Suns, though, they are the favorite team currently to win the finals for this coming season. At the moment, of course, uh, those things can always change. But I think it's primarily due to the fact that it's a veteran team. And um, obviously, the starting five are really solid uh, as a whole. Um, but no, they've added some other veteran pieces along the way. It's, it's, at this point, it's a team that's going all in. 
And you said they All were in. you said they were shopping campaign. Is that correct? Yeah, campaign is also up for grabs at the moment. They're trying to find a true point guard to have uh, coming off the bench, which he is not. He's not. He's not even really good at it. Um, so they're just trying to figure out a way to kind of fulfill that the secondary role there from the point guard spot. So yeah. I mean, I I like the fact that they're trying. What are you to laughing move about him. Tanner? They need so much right now. I mean, well, I mean, Dude, this is you got uh, four on, guys. And that's that's what they're trying to do. They're, that's why you yeah. want to move campaign to get some pieces. Gosh, Tanner, they're loading up on literally starting. You need campaign right starter. Now. No, you don't. No, he's not. Tanner, he's not very good. He, Tanner, he's not he's, very good. He's serviceable. Tanner, he can. No, he's, he's he's a not. decent shooter, but he's not a facilitator. They need right. facilitators he, on they need that team the because they got rid of Chris Paul. And I understand, yeah. Mike, you hate, you can't stand Chris Paul, but he is a very good facilitator. That's something that campaign doesn't bring to the table. You think it's possible to be too much of a facilitator where you don't do anything else worth a oh, shit? Oh, yeah. I fully that's what I feel that. like Chris Paul is. Yes, I believe well, you can be too much he, facilitator. He was an amazing shooter back in the day. Back I mean, in the he day. Could, he could but, create his own shot at any but time. Here's but the thing, right? So He's just old now. So if you're too much of a facilitator, though, that's where you find your turnover numbers start happening. Rajon Rondo, towards the end of his career, became too much of a facilitator, well, and that's where you start seeing the turnover numbers happen. And eventually, he. Found I know. His way out. I know. JG was saying it's not so much a thing, but I, I beg to differ in some cases. I he's he's getting sloppier as time goes. He's old, man. I know. Yeah. I get that. I mean, if you talk about he's players, sloppy I mean, old. I didn't want to go down this road, but LeBron James is too much of a facilitator. If he would have yeah. scored more, he would have been better than Jordan. He's. Now he's only the fourth best player. Yeah, I don't want to go down that road either right now. He's top of the scoring chain. I don't know what you need from him. No, I'm not I, going I down need that a, road right I now. I need PER and points per game. What do you, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not okay. going down And that I need him to be better than the fourth. Not points. You want him to score more points. I want him to be better than the... So according, you want, according to artificial intelligence, I want him to be better than the fourth best player you, in the history of the game. That's you, what I want. You wanted him to basically surpass Kareem four years ago, five years ago. Yeah, I wanted him to surpass Kareem on the all-time six years ago goat list for okay. sure. Well, he's not above Kareem on the goat I think list. We're so, past that. But anyways, anyways right, you're not. We'll past continue. That. We'll continue. What else we got, guys? Uh, guys, uh, Mike, I think this weekend you and myself, uh, I think we're going to be binge watching the show. Oh yeah, the quarterback. Yeah, I I have not watched any of it yet. I know it came yep. out literally this morning. I haven't even seen a trailer um, for it yet. I've seen the trailer for it. Um, I know all about what it's about. Um, but I, my, I, I've made a promise to my girlfriend that I'll wait to watch it while I'm with her because she wants to watch it too. But you know what? That's, that's what I, that's what I do as a football boyfriend is that, you know, Look at you. I'm, like, I'm like, you know, I want her to be, Man. to be at least halfway as invested as I am. Cause it's going to be ever hard to match what I am. So for, I'm like, yeah, of course I'm going to sit there and wait around an extra <laughs> three days to get to watch the first episode of of the of the quarterback show that i've been wanting to watch for meanwhile me and my wife she yeah. wants to she want, we, we're gonna sign back up for netflix because they ruled out that you know 899 you know additional fee if you're sharing oh they did away with that shit yeah finally? if you're sharing you have to pay another 899 essentially right well that didn't for, last long did it no not at all so yeah, we knew it was bullshit from the very beginning, well yeah so. so so like since that's happening we haven't signed back up for netflix so we're getting back on the Netflix chain this weekend. She has her show that has the seasons on it that she wants to watch. Mm. I want to watch the quarterback, so we're gonna make this work. We'll be watching separate shows. Hey, that's, but that's fair. That I'm excited for it though. I I think my girlfriend was she just she's interested in the Chiefs. You know these that's days, good. interested in Mahomes. Wants to know more about him. You know he's a pretty intriguing guy. 
So, I mean, and also, I think she's she's also into Britney, you know, his wife, of course, yes. a little bit. Like, wants to see more of her in the relationship, maybe. So, I don't know. But I'm interested in, in seeing Mahomes cuss out a few pieces of shit on the football field. So, hey, I'm, exci- I'm just excited to, to see the yeah, exchanges and see the difference of Mahomes versus I'm going to kill you, Mahomes. So, yeah. Anyways, I, I don't have much to say about it right now because I, I can't watch it until, like, I can watch episode one tomorrow, I think, but that's I gotta go back. I'm to not bed. touching it till this so, weekend. So Saturday will be my main day to binge watch yeah. as many as I can. Uh, Saturday will probably be mine too. Because uh, yeah. you, you got to watch it too, man. You're, you'll like that shit. Now that takes away from my time from the tables. I can't do that. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. You guys want to hit on? Hey, you want to hit on Wemby real quick? What What's he gonna do in year one? You have high expectations. I thought we were talking about Britney Spears. That's what I thought we were going with. <laughs> I did want to talk about Britney Spears. I'd rather talk I, about Britney I thought, Spears. I thought better of it. And Wimby. Uh, Wimby. Uh, by the way, oh. all the all the scrubs that are calling Wimby a bust after his first game, like get out of here with that shit. He almost had a triple double in his first game. So let's yeah, just, but my little guy from K- call it as my guy is. from K State though, putting up numbers. Yeah, he looks good. And then they yeah. said like he got posterized by the guy and, and when he- when Wembenyama literally guarded <laughs> both players at the same time. He guarded the the entire pick and roll. Both guys. Oh, he got dunked these, on. Yeah, these good guys, one, dude. These people on Twitter, they're just hilarious to me. So they are keyboard warriors. Uh, yes, That's, they are. We love, our, we love yes, keyboard warriors on this show. Oh, they crack me. Those are fun up. guys. Yeah. Like and then he came warriors. back out with a twenty-seven point, like what do you yeah. have, like twenty-seven, ten, eight, or something like that. No, just just a quick, something stupid, quick take on. It. I mean, he I, is Wimby in year one, not MVP, of course, but in, in year one, look for him MVP. to be not MVP defensively Not MVP. He will not. He is going to dominate in year one on the defensive side of the floor. And we, at that point, I don't really care about his offense in year one. Oh, I was going to say, I'm going to give him an average. I don't care. I'm going to give him 22 points a game. I'll give him an average of 10 point, 10 rebounds a game. Jeez. And I'll give him an average of eight blocks a game. You guys are crazy, man. Those are big numbers. Could it, and I I'll make They're another, you guys like, you guys like bold predictions. I think at some point in his career, he will record the fifth all-time quadruple double in the history of the game. Ooh. Jo- who 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 goes first, Joker or him? I don't see Joker getting a quad. What's how's Joker going to get a quad double? He doesn't play defense. <laughs> That's true. He doesn't do <laughs> shit on defense. You have to play defense. He'd have a hell. Of, he, he had to have a hell of a game. That's the reason why it's only happened. He four has three times. of the stats ready. It's just the blocks yeah. part. If he can just get the blocks part figured out, he'd be fine. Well, one guy did it with steals. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot. But about yeah, that. no, it, it has to happen with it's the blocks, blocks, and so. that's why Wemby is the Joker only guy. or Wemby, right? Wemby, yeah. yeah, no, Joker has Joker no can get three, no problem. All he has to do you is figure out his blocks. Ten blocks, dude. Yeah, he has to figure out his blocks. He's not going to get ten fucking blocks. He can get ten game. assists. Ten his ten points easy. Ten boards easy. Ten that's, assists. That's easy. like saying that Luca's going to get a quad double. That's uh, never going to happen, dude. We're not saying that at all. Not at all. Do you know what a quad double is, Tanner? <sighs> yes, four. Double and you think Joker? Stats. You think Joker can get ten? Because blocks he can get three so easy. This guy did it so easily. Uh, well, it's just playing defense for one game. Just we, play why for don't one we game. just make a bet right here, no, right I'm not now? A bet, dude. First guy to get no. a quad double. No, I'm not making a bet. Hundred bucks bet. right now. No, I'm not making a bet. That's just a hundo, man. No, I, you can pull that out of your ass. Yeah, oh, sure, okay. <laughs> sure, okay. <laughs> Literally out of my ass. All right, you guys done talking about this bullshit. Uh, let's <laughs> see here. Uh, Isaac uh, Smith. Isaac, what's up, dude? He says rookie of the year, twenty points, ten boards, and three blocks, average. 
No, so, I think I think mm-hmm. Popovich is going to hold back his <sighs> minutes just a little bit since he's a seven foot three monster. I actually have Scoot winning Rookie of the Year. And then Flint says, "In one Britney slap by accident." What a crazy story! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Britney, well, she yeah. shouldn't have been harassing him, dude. Right. Yeah, you saw the you saw the video, right? Oh, it's funny. It was, like, it, was, it was funny. What the hell are you doing? Like well, you're I mean, a star. I, I'm like, sure she likes big black things, but come on, you keep <laughs> your hands, keep your damn. You keep saved your, yourself there. Keep your keep your. I didn't save anything, dude. Um, just keep your damn hands yourself for crying out loud. I mean, my yeah, God, trying to stay relevant, you know, <laughs> grabbing on to whatever she can these days. She might have she might have mistaken his arm because it's so skinny, you know, like something else. So, <laughs> hard to say these days. <laughs> What's going on there? But anyways, you guys, uh, yes, we're looking forward to next week. Chiefs camp is going to be underway. Of course, not going to have much news yet because it's only going to be day one. So uh, obviously the week after that would be better. But uh, we're thinking, guys, going on a weekend this year. So if anyone out there listening wants to join us for Chiefs camp, it's going to be potentially at the right now. August 5th is the current date we're looking at to go up to training camp. Uh, hopefully that works out. Hopefully we run into people up there. It's going to be a fan day. So it's going to be busy as hell guys. Uh, so, you know, those out there trying to get our autographs, I uh, hope you guys can <laughs> wait in line patiently. Um, you know, but you know, that's the other guys are going to be autographs too. Like the, uh, the linebackers are getting autographs that day. So yeah, you can, oh, you can, uh, really? I think so. Oh man. You can, you guys, y'all can I sneak in. Phil, feel free to meet us at the whiskey bar afterwards. Well, I don't know what whiskey the bar whiskey we're going to go bar. to yet, but it's we, a secret. we got a few places uh, afterwards. <laughs> oh, we're gonna hang out. I know what you're talking about. Okay, yeah, I'm with you now. So I'm hoping we can get a pre-show and an after show put together for you guys to do two shows in one day, something like that would be nice, or at least one full huge-ass thing like we tried to do last year. So something like that would be cool. We'll figure something out. Hopefully it works. So, Anyways, guys, I'm going to try to keep opening this beef stick. I've worked <laughs> on it for a while. So uh, uh, with that said... Um, I appreciate you guys for checking in, and uh, we'll see y'all on the next one. Outro. See you guys.